We are Press Y. I am your lovely host, Cameron Donahoe. I'm accompanied today with uh, Kelton Burns, my co-host. And we have a super special guest today. Introduce yourself, super special guest. I'm the super special guest. My name's Eric, Eric Manahan. I'm uh, the Matt Black Studio, and I'm making a game called Lucid. Lucid is an awesome indie game that uh, I stumbled across at PAX West. And fun fact, this was my favorite game out of all PAX. So I'm <gasps> super stoked to uh, have the opportunity to sit down with Eric and uh, we can chat about this awesome passion project that he's been working on. Do you want to give wow. us a, uh, a description of this super cool game that you've been working on? Uh, yeah, man. Well, f first of all, thank you. That's uh, such a nice uh, way to wake up in the morning. Um, yeah, of course, man. Wow. Um, so, yeah, okay. Elevator pitch for Lucid. Let's see. If I could summarize Lucid, um, I would say I'm doing... Uh, I'm doing the SpongeBob rainbow hand, so I'm doing it's the world's <laughs> the world's first celestoid vania. Ooh, yeah, ah. buzzwords, bing, 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 bing. Um, but yeah, it's basically um, it's a Metroidvania with a lot of Celeste uh, platforming elements in the sense that uh, I don't know if y'all had played Celeste, but there's this moment in um the game where you jump into these nodes and it refreshes your uh, jump resources. And I took that idea and I just expanded upon it. I ran with it. Um, so there's a lot of combat, a lot of exploration, a colorful cast of characters, a world to explore, a story to unfold, um, all tied in with beautiful pixel art and uh, really re uh, easy to pick up movement, but really rewarding to uh, master movement. And uh, yeah, it's been going pretty well. Heck yeah. Um, also, just to let you know, uh, for your responses to the questions, we probably won't be chatting too much while you're giving the actual response, just because we're going to have just your answers in the video. So Got it. we'll cool. probably keep the, the chit chat to a minimum when you're actually giving your response. Um, cool. That's that's super awesome, man. Um, can you describe kind of like your story with like what exactly inspired you to make this game? What is the development process like? Yeah, um, so development of Lucid began a long time ago. I, I come from an architectural background. I studied architecture in school, and then I entered the architecture workforce and was in there for about 10 plus years. And it was, uh, what's the word? Soul crushing. Mm. Soul crushing. Yeah. And um, so I was in that for a while, but all while that was happening, I started doing like little game dev on the side as a hobby. Um, I had actually reached out to um, a little known developer, the guy that was behind Iconoclast back when it was a demo, and he gave me all this information. And like, I, like, I didn't know you could do one person game dev. I didn't know that was a thing. And he just was like, yeah, man, uh, here you go. Have fun. Uh, so I ran with it as a side project. And years go by, I drop the project, I pick it back up around 2020. I rebuild it in a new engine. Um, thou sh that shall not be name anyway. The, the, it decided to burn itself alive in <laughs> recent. Uh, if, I don't want to get into it. It's infuriating. But uh, <laughs> yes, I rebuilt it in a new engine, unfortunately. And um, 
it completely changed. Uh, I it I've learned in my downtime because of playing games like Mario Odyssey, uh, Spider Man on the PS4, um, the Messenger, things like that. That movement has to be just as engaging and fun as the actual like moment to moment combat or what would I used to consider the gameplay. So I retooled everything and I made every upgrade, every ability um, it has to do two things. It's doing double work. It has to A, be fun in combat. So it expands combat, but it also enhances mobility. So uh, it'll change the way you can traverse the world. So uh, there's kind of like classic Metroidvania ability uh, gates are now tied to uh, movement. So it's not just like you, you can now melt ice walls. It's like now you can melt ice walls while traveling up and down or at diagonals or something like that. Um, so yeah, uh, development has been an on and off until 2022, uh, 2020, and uh, I've been going full force with the support of the Lucid community and uh, haven't looked back. That's awesome, man. And especially coming from someone who uh, demoed the game at PAX, like the, that uh, attention to like game feel with the movement is like so clear, at least from a player's standpoint, because like there were a lot a lot of platformers and a lot of metrovanias and a lot of the movement felt like way too floaty or like it just didn't feel good to maneuver around in the world and i feel like that's such an important aspect mm. of a metroidvania especially one that has like celeste uh inspirations to it a hundred percent i gotta say man like it felt really good to move around in your world so congrats oh, thank you thank you yeah, yeah, yeah i like as a as a uh, just a consumer i can't quite like uh put into words what exactly it is i'm looking for it just like snappy movement that feels good to traverse in but like mm -hmm. whatever it is you you got the that secret sauce so oh thanks man yeah, yeah the truth be told it like celeste is a huge um inspiration to the design of the game but if i had to distill the soup that is lucid it would probably be like super Metroid, um a link to the past or like ocarina of time majora's mask but um in Mega Man x the Mega Man x series from like one to four ish those are huge so that like really responsive tight controls and like you it just feels like an extension of the player i am um, i've been making the analogy of uh because i'm also a musician and I, I play i like to play guitar um and uh i really like to play intricate stuff like fall of troy mm -hmm. and chong and uh having that like feel like an instrument and like the player character is an extension of you and you can just kind of like do if you can think of it you can probably do it and just kind of freeform jazz it and player expression that's really important to me so hearing that it came across to you that really makes my day so thanks yeah of course man like like you're saying uh there, it's there's a lot of self-expression at the player's disposal in the game like what i noticed I, like i love celeste a lot but a lot of times i felt like there was like one mostly one combination of like jumps and dashes that will get me to like the next ledge almost like it's like each ledge is a puzzle almost mm -hmm. but with this game i felt like there was ways where i could almost like there was enough tools in my tool belt where i could get across the next ledge uh, in my own kind of intent purpose uh, yes. rather than like a game dev intended way, which was yeah. really cool. It made me feel like a little speedrunner, which was really awesome. Yeah, man. As a, a watcher, it's always, I love watching because A, it, um, of course I'll find bugs that I couldn't find. But on top of that, uh, I'll see stuff that I'm like, I 
didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> so that, that's cool. And then I'll like go on and then make other puzzles with that option in mind. And uh, it just kind of expands the, the toolkit. So yeah, it's really cool. Hell yeah. Um, so like you were saying uh, previously, you, you are in a very unique position of having like just yourself for a, a, de a developer, right? On your team? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is how's that process been like? Just going at it completely alone. So um, I started as a solo dev, and uh, I've been a solo dev for the, pretty much up until now. Uh, yeah, I guess even yeah, it's not up until now. I've been a solo dev this for a long, long time, and uh, what I've learned is that it's really hard in that you have <laughs> to wear a lot of hats. You have to wear a marketing hat, your dev hat, pixel art hat, uh, every freaking hat under the sun. Um, but I've been lucky enough to start to develop a like what started out as like kind of collaborators, like contractors. They're slowly starting to build like this pseudo team and. Uh, it's really nice to have people that a you can trust with their talent and b just your your friends you were friends first so um, working with people you respect and like is a, a treat and hopefully with a really <laughs> successful enough Kickstarter these um, one off or less um, long term contracty type situations can become more full fledged team members uh, I'm really excited for that hell yeah. Um, do you have any tips for anyone who is just getting started and might be a solo game developer? Ooh, um, scope. Definitely consider scope. Uh, start small. Start small and uh, make something small, really tight, really well, like just this perfect little gem box of a game and make it small. Don't try to make the next, like, I don't know, open world, Breath yeah. of the Wild kind of thing. And uh, just it may be iterative. So start small, learn, make a project that you know you will be using those tools and maybe the next project and then the next project and just kind of build and build and build. Don't make the next Assassin's Creed. Make sure you write that <laughs> one down. Um, in your opinion, how does Lucid expand upon Metroidvanias and Celeste? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so Lucid expands upon the Metroidvania genre in a pretty, it's been a hard thing to say and sell because it's really uh, deep and it's like a holistic design. Uh, getting across what's new to to somebody in like 30 seconds is near impossible. But uh, I, I would say what it's expanding is um, it's, it's taking like bits and pieces from so many different games be it like dark souls um worth like environmental storytelling and item description storytelling uh movement tech from like celeste and a Mega Man x a uh, colorful roster of characters be it from like a legend of zelda angle but Ooh. um it's it's definitely i, I set out I, I don't mean to throw shade at any of the games that are out there <laughs> because I love them and uh, you're doing great. Um, I just saw a trend of what some people may consider a lot of clones of a certain hollowish bug game that <laughs> that was out and did very, very well. And then there was a plethora, a, a parade of games paying homage to this amazing game. And mm. I was like, that's awesome. But I was like, I want something new. So I set out 
to very much not make a tiny little cloak character in a hand-drawn aesthetic that likes to slash things down and pogo off of them and have a slashy slashy combat dodge 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 combat uh i did want to make that so uh lucid is truly trying to connect the movement and the combat with the world and the story and every like everything is so holistically designed everything's done to tie into another system, another uh, theme, uh, even from the music. The the music is a uh, it, it, it's tied into the story and the lore. I can't get too much into it, but mm -hmm. like uh, there's um, overworld music that ties into dungeon music, which ties into boss music and the instruments cool. that are there, and everything is very meticulously um, crafted and decided upon. And that's kind of comes from an architectural design tenant where. You can't make design decisions willy-nilly. You have to have reasoning and uh, uh, tie it into other systems, be it like plumbing or HVAC or uh, circulation, insulation. Um, everything has to have a reason. That level of consistency is very refreshing. So that's awesome to hear that you're implementing that. Do you, like you said, Mega Man X was a really big inspiration for the game. Um, do you have a favorite Metroidvania or would it just be Mega Man X? Ooh, favorite Metroidvania? Um, ooh, we actually just made on a stream uh, on the Matplex Studio Twitch. We did a Metroidvania Metroidvania tier list. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and I I'm definitely more on the Metroid portion of the the title. My buddy is ooh. on the, the Vania. Um, so if I had to say my favorite metroidvania it's probably oh my god i'm a basic bitch it's it's super metroid it's it's still Ooh, super a classic it's a classic you know, though, man i it's still super metroid i i freaking love that game um it's still played to this day for a reason uh the sequence breaking like i'm old school i'm an old grandpa so like the controls and the <laughs> the jankiness like i'm just used to it i can totally Ooh. understand a newer player being like why the hell do i have to change weapons with the select button and i'm like we didn't have four trigger buttons you whippersnapper <laughs> like relax but um so yeah i get it but for me that is still my favorite the the mood the time i played it like i can still remember it was like a late night like hot summer night and i just picked it up by my first game ever from like a GameStop where i like traded other games for it and uh it was like not in a traded box 700 games for metroid yeah dude I, I traded like <laughs> three of metroid. my cartridges for a super metroid and i didn't know what it was it was just like oh cool this dude in this red armor looks awesome and then i was one of those like what it was a girl <laughs> the whole time uh, <laughs> So, what a uh, twist <laughs> what a twist so uh yeah man uh I, that totally got me and um it got me into the genre for sure cool man that's that's super dope to hear i i do remember the good old days where just all your game purchases came from like the box art you know yeah, just being like i don't know anything about this game i just know that this dude blows yeah. up stuff with lasers and that's uh -huh. sick <laughs> and there's a red dragon on the front like oh yeah. my god yes please nowadays <laughs> you like type in first of all you know the entire story you know all the cheats you then have a billion youtube videos being like do you want to <laughs> optimize your gameplay go here do this do this then fight this guy it's like bro chill the fuck out let me play the game do you does that kind of come into play as a developer like having to know like that 
a lot of people are playing these games with like walkthroughs and whatnot. Does that ever impact like how you design a game? For me, I, I kind of, kind of like, there's only so much you can really, or uh, to my knowledge that there's only so much you can do to combat that. Um, what, uh, what I'm doing with lucid is uh, it's, Another portion, not only does Mega Man X an influence in like actual game feel and stuff like that, but I also really love like the being able to choose like which level to tackle, um, mm-hmm. like like that screen. Like there is no boss screen in uh in Lucid. However, you are very Dark Souls inspired as well, but you are able to go in any direction you want. Um, you will be like hit with a a skill check being like this is probably not the intended path but if you a have played the game before or you're just like elite gamer you could probably maybe take it on and then you can uh, do your own route you don't have to do it in any particular order um so uh, choices options and um custom customize oh my god customizability is that a word um for your owen because you can kind of like slot in kind of like the hollow knight badges you can put on different equipment to alter your owen a little bit owen's the player character um Mm. and so giving a plethora of options on how you would like to play the game i think helps uh a little bit because I don't know. There's there's so many even all those Dark Souls YouTubes and uh, walkthroughs. Like even with the abundance of options you have there, there's still the like optimal giant dad build in Dark Souls and <laughs> yeah. uh, shit like that. So yeah, man. I, I, the only thing I could think of was make it sort of um, cr- not cryptic, but like. Um, it's not like handholdy on top of a lot of options, letting the player feel like a little bit, not lost, but like you're in an adventure in that like you are deciding what to do, not like reading a, a recipe of like how to play the game. That's fucking lame. And you're exploring. Yeah, exactly. That feels good. Oh, yeah. We love to put on our little explorer hats every now and then. Yeah, a little um, compass, a little map. Yeah. Uh, what were like the what was the biggest roadblock for you in the development process? Like, was there like one mechanic that you couldn't qu- get down quite, or like you're stuck on a certain uh, like bit of music for the game or art? Hmm, that's a good one. What ha- there's like it? <laughs> it feels like there's okay. How do I put this? Every time you get to a certain bug it always feels like this is the one, this is <laughs> yeah. the one that i'm not going to be able to solve this is the game breaking it totally crack it like destroys the, every if i can't get this it's over and then mm-hmm. I, I go to my fiance and i'm like all like oh my god like i don't know what the, i can't it's so i don't understand it doesn't make any sense and she's like you're gonna fix it i'm like no you know i'm not gonna fix this one like it's so deep and <laughs> it's so intricate everything's tied together i'm a terrible coder i don't know what i'm doing she's like you're gonna fix it and then like a day later she's like How's it going? I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to remember what the one was because they all because they all just feel like the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're all equally like devastating. But um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, so I'm trying to. I I can actually think of. It's not a roadblock yet, but um, there is this one ability that I just can't land on like i keep theory crafting and trying to think of what is the most fun so it's probably gonna have to end up being something that i implement play test and and just see what it wants to be but Mm -hmm. i just can't land on exactly how i want it to operate and i've uh it's been just bothering me i like literally 
am falling asleep at night just like thinking about how to do it for like weeks, months even. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, time will tell. So that's, I guess, the biggest uh, roadblock right now. We got two more questions. Uh, first off, you said you are you're a big architect guy. Do you have a favorite building in video games that like stood out to Ooh. you? Um, big architect guy. Uh, the first of all, oh god, anything I didn't learn until later that most architects and most people think of architects as like stuck up, frou frou pompous assholes. And um, so I'm trying to. I didn't want to say anything. But... <laughs> yes, the, there's a reason I left, y'all. Uh, it, it was oil and water. It was just like um, I would walk into a room and they just all be like stirring empty glasses. I'm like, what y'all doing in here? Like sniffing our farts. I'm like, cool. Um, so yeah, Eric's too cool to be an architect tech guys I'm you can take that too to the cool bank. yeah i'm the most <laughs> the most humble okay get out of here <laughs> uh, but yeah so the architecture in games is really cool and i'm trying to i'm like racking my brain on uh what is a a building or like a space that like really stood out actually the first thing that's coming to mind right now um i'm shooting from the hip so don't hold me to it. But um, I remember in Breath of the Wild when I was progressing and then I got to Zora's Domain and there's like that really cool procession Ooh, down like that long yeah. bridge and there's waterfalls. And it's like, for me, it was a nighttime. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and it was like kind of crystally and corally and uh, it was pretty freaking rad. Uh, that stands out to me as a, a moment for sure. I'm sure there's a billion others, but that one's... That is a pretty sweet building. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think for me, I I'm not. Hey, I'm no I'm no architect. Hear me out. But <laughs> I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I I like to smell my farts just in the air, like a regular. <laughs> regular yeah. man like a regular tax paying citizen yeah i like uh, them disperse at a natural rate exactly i don't try to tunnel them you know <laughs> <laughs> um i i think the the first time i was like blown away with a building was when i played uh mario 64 for the first oh. time and just like the giant scale feeling of the building felt like yes. crazy because it's like in a three-dimensional space and stuff and it's like this is insane yeah games will never surpass this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> graphics can't possibly get better than this <laughs> oh my god no yeah the peach's castle was um yeah you're right that space is so iconic like mm -hmm. uh i i pretty if you asked me to i'm pretty sure i could like map it out on a napkin like right now it's like i know it like the back of my hand that's oh, a yeah. skill right there <laughs> it's like almost pointless and a shitty party trick <laughs> <laughs> but god damn it is a trick yeah. um, so I, I lied to you i said i have two more questions i now actually have two more questions um oh i love it so you 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 said you uh you've been playing video games pretty much your entire life correct yeah yeah do you much. do you have a favorite game you played growing up that might have influenced you as a developer hmm uh prob yeah probably favorite game favorite game is rough that's like what's your favorite song but um yeah 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 if i had like i can i pretty much the ones i listed off in uh the the lucid soup those are really big um mm. the first system i ever hold on yeah the first system i ever played was the snes and it was at the your my buddy on the block did everyone have a best friend on like the block you grew up like 
his mind was Nick, and he lived down the block. And the homie had, with all the consoles. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. He had two older brothers, so he always got like the 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 hand me down, I guess, because while well, he had SNES, his brother had like Genesis, and um, he would always have like the cutting edge ones, and we got to play Ooh. the other ones. So if we wanted to play with him, we had to be uh uh we had to succumb to like getting our asses handed to us in mario kart um <laughs> so we played uh snes a lot um and it was Mega Man x uh and uh teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time we mm. played that a lot Classic. um yes and then eventually i got my snes and that's what it came bundled with uh zelda and uh, that's when I played A Link to the Past like all the fucking time. So that was like my first, like my first game. Um, like I owned it. So mm. that that one to this day, I think it like really, really, really influences. Uh, like I mean, every Zelda, it feels like every Zelda up until Breath of the Wild ish, um, used that template um, as like what a template and uh, mm-hmm. for good reason so uh yeah that formula um that world building that ex the feeling of exploration the cat the characters um that the tone where it like had times of being kind of dark but also times of being light and silly i've always loved that dichotomy and that's something uh the the, the phrase optimistic melancholy is something i've been like saying to all the artists i've been working with like optimistic melancholy like sad but happy and, like we don't know what that means. I'm like, figure it out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the I would say a link to the past is a, a granddaddy in my brain. I think that's a great answer. Um, it's funny that you mention uh, like that that kind of friendship where you're just like like hanging out with a dude just to kind of play his console. Because I've definitely had friends who would not have been friends with if they did not own <laughs> like Pokemon Stadium. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, uh... I have full friendships that are based <laughs> off the fact that they just had nicer video games than me and we just slowly oh. but surely became friends yeah yeah that i have i've had similar ones nick if you're listening out there we haven't spoken in 10 15 20 years but <laughs> you were a, he was a friend of mine but i have had friends where it's like oh you like fantasy star online I'm like i like fantasy star online but we don't have internet i guess we have to sit and play together and then once we, we got over that we're like goodbye forever it's been nice <laughs> that is a that's a fun uh uh relationship as as a kid grow because i feel like kids don't really do that nowadays i feel like it's pretty uh, like general to have just like every console yeah um, also, or not every the, but a console uh-huh and plus online you're you're not like we had we were bound by a certain radius and it was like yeah how far, you, how far your bike could go before it got dark or something yeah <laughs> now they have, they're just like i can they can play with a dude literally or a lady across the fucking planet so yeah it's a different time man yeah it's wild uh a, a fun little gamer story for me is uh mm-hmm. my parents kind of like gaslit me with games <laughs> like because my 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 first my first uh console was the NES, just the straight up NES, and yeah. we got that was one of my dad's first consoles, and he just gave it to us. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know I w- I was born in '97, and I started playing video games when I was like six or seven, probably. Uh-huh. And so by that time, Nintendo 64 was out, but I had no idea that it existed. Because my parents were like, this is what video <laughs> games are. And so I went from playing Duck Hunt 
to playing uh super mario 64 and <laughs> that shit blew my goddamn mind i felt like i had been like lied to by the government for years like, <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm just picturing have you seen uh 2001 a space odyssey uh no i haven't no, i've heard oh, okay. a lot about it all right, well, it, then this reference goes doesn't make any sense, but there's this basically, like, mind-melting. The dude, like, goes through, like, kind of like Interstellar when he goes through, like, the black hole. Right, yeah. It, it's it, kind of it, like in Starfield when you touch an artifact. Yes, 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 yes. Very, <laughs> just like, your brain is, like, being melted by Chitulu's like, greatness. <laughs> Pretty just funny. Just so much knowledge, just yeah. flooding my little child brain at once. Yeah, man. I, I actually had the inverse to that. Where I first game I ever played was the SNES, and before we started playing with his older brothers, like other consoles, like I didn't hang out with them for a long time because they were old, they were older than us. I didn't know they were, like existed. We just we never met. But uh, so before any of that, we I played the SNES, and then I went to I think it was my cousins. Might have been my cousins, but we went to my some place. And they had the NES. And they're like, oh, I got this. I'm like, oh, another uh, another video game thing? And I saw that it had like a Turtles cartridge. I'm like, oh, my God, another Turtle game? And we put it <laughs> in, and it was like, beep, bloop, beep, bloop. And I'm like, this, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand it came out before. I'm like, why would they release something that was worse than what came before? It just, <laughs> I didn't understand how time worked, apparently. It's a hard concept to grasp, man. I'm still kind of getting the ropes. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> big time. Um, this this will be my last little anecdote, but uh, uh, you know how classic Pokemon games? I think Pokemon games pretty much to this day you can only have one save file on it. I think um, you're right. I, I, I stopped after Moon, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, well, my my brother had. I, I was I was a, I was a youngest sibling, and so I would always get the fucking the scraps of all my uh, other siblings. Uh-huh. And so my brother, uh, we had one Pokemon game that my parents were just like, "You could just share the one Pokemon game. That's fine." <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "Okay." And so my brother would have his full campaign, and then the way that Pokemon saves work is you can start a whole new campaign, but it won't let you save unless you delete the prior one. That's and correct. so my brother would we would play pokemon at the same time and he would have his campaign and then i would start a whole new campaign and he'd be like okay you have three hours to play as much pokemon as you want and then i'm deleting your save every single time and so the amount of times i played the first gym on pokemon crystal is fucking (laughs) insane like (laughs) i I probably played the first 20 percent of that game like countless like tens of times and uh yeah so i i never i never got to the halfway point of pokemon crystal but goddamn could i be efficient at the first half yeah that is such a weird um i've never i mean it makes complete sense but it's never like brought been brought to my attention like that's such a weird way to experience that game like that's your pokemon experience and it's (laughs) it's like you had like an elong like an elongated demo as a Pokemon experience. I mean, that's so, how I played, like, the first skate for the longest oh time. Oh, my was, God. I just fucking played the first, like, 20 minutes of the demo and then just kept resetting it forever yep. and ever and ever. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that must have been cool. In a weird way, it's probably interesting. It's probably interesting because you got to choose every... I'm assuming you chose every starter to, like, like what would this one do, this one do? Or did you always go... 
this is my guy and do the I same. was I was weirdly brand loyal to Sinister Get out of here. Wait, you would play time. it over and over with the same starter? Hey man, I'm a loyal <laughs> Pokemon trainer, okay? I'm not about to turn my me and Cyndaquil have been through too much together, okay? First of all, you're speaking facts. But, uh, he was mine as well. Hey, good choice. I like it also got to the point where like my runs were so efficient that like if I choose another starter, then it would like put everything out of whack. Like I knew exactly I I had a time limit, okay? So I knew exactly how long it would take for me uh-huh. to get past this gym leader with specifically Cyndaquil. I was wow. like a speedrunner, man. Damn, man. Well, I mean, brands must love you. Brand loyalty. Is... <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so for our actual final question, um what do you want players to take away from uh their experience with Lucid? Ooh. Um Oh man. Okay. I think it would be pretty cool for for those that play Lucid to walk away a like just satisfied. Um it, like if you're older, I'm hoping it t- takes you back a little bit, puts you back in that headspace of being a kid and being challenged but being rewarded for overcoming the challenge, but and the art and the world is so entrancing and trenching that like it's worth the uh, the work you're putting in. Yeah, I, I just hope you kind of walk away with a smile on your face, just having a good time. That'd be really nice. That'd be really cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to come on the podcast and do this interview. You said uh, there's a Kickstarter for the game going on. Yes, um, there's a Lucid Kickstarter going on. I'm not sure if this is airing before it or during it, but the Lucid Kickstarter is happening September 18th, 2023. So uh, it's actually my birthday. And uh, if you would like to make my birthday a happy one, please go to (laughs) www.lucidkickstarter.com and uh, check it out. If it's something that speaks to you, consider backing it. Uh, You would literally be making uh, a childhood dream come true and helping me feed people i care about so please go do that and uh i will be eternally grateful awesome um well you heard the man guys uh run it up so (laughs) hell yeah thank you so much for coming on man we really appreciate you taking the time thanks for having me this was super fun uh i needed it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I hope it wasn't as stressful as your uh all your others other going ons right now oh no it was a a welcome reprieve uh (laughs) needed it well dope man uh i'm sure we'll be in contact uh if if you want to come on again you were super welcome to uh this was a blast Oh, thanks, man. Absolutely. I would love to come back uh, whenever, if, when and whenever. Just let me know. I'll, I'll be there. Hell yeah. Now I got your Discord and your email. Uh, I'm just going to be constantly in those DMs, boy. <laughs> it's sick. And slipping, <laughs> sl- slipping and sliding into those DMs. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day, Mr. Eric. Uh, so likewise to you guys. Thanks again. I'll uh, yeah. catch you around.